question I'd be asking. So I googled around and discovered that Jake had a passion for Japanese food. Then I found some obscure new place in the East Village specializing in kitakata ramen and went in for a big bowl of clear, fragrant broth filled with broad, chewy noodles. Sounds great, he said when I described the tiny restaurant and the eccentric chef who ran it. I've never heard about that place, and I can't wait to try it. Thanks. The thing is... He stopped for a moment to let a noisy truck go by. Delicious occupied a grand old mansion, and on this hot September morning, Jake had all the windows open. I looked around, noting what a mess the place was. There were so many stacks of manuscripts, it had been hard to find a place to sit down. Here's what I've learned about you. You do your homework. That's good. But all it really tells me is that you're smart and you want the job. We could talk all day and I'd still have no idea if you're right for delicious. But cooking's different. It doesn't lie. Is this a problem? Just humor me, okay? There was no question mark on the end of that last sentence. If I wanted to work for Jake Newberry, I was going to have to cook. Why hadn't I anticipated this? because there was a problem. These days, simply thinking about cooking could bring on a panic attack. Already, I felt the clammy sweat popping out all over my body. Not now, I thought, willing myself to stand up, reminding myself to breathe. Anticipatory panic is the worst part, the therapist had said, and anxiety was pouring over me, making me woozy as I followed Jake out of his office. I tried to concentrate on the dog, who was running before us, jauntily waving his tail. In that moment, I would have given anything to be him, to be so carefree. Go away, I pleaded with the panic. But now it entered me, expanding like a huge balloon, filling my body with agitation. My hands were shaking and the nausea was coming on, but Jake didn't seem to notice. I'm always eager to find out what people will make for me. Jin... I began, grateful to be talking. It might help, but Jake waved me quiet. No, no, don't tell me. I like to be surprised. I followed him up the stairs, so focused on the panic that I barely registered the graceful carved oak banisters and soft wooden floors. Concentrate on the recipe, I told myself, trying to repeat the ingredients in my head. Oranges, cardamom, pepper, sour cream— The words were slightly soothing. Maybe it would be okay. But then we were at the kitchen and Jake was opening the door. The scent of sugar, flour, and butter wafted toward me, and it was so familiar that I felt the blood rush from my face as the dizziness claimed me. The panic was inside, choking me, and outside, too, a great wave crashing over me. You okay? Jake's hand was on my arm. I knew I'd gone white. Fine, I'm fine. I put my hand out and grabbed the counter, trying to steady myself. From somewhere far away, I heard Jake say, Okay then, this is Maggie, our executive food editor. She'll make sure you've got everything you need. Then he was gone. All I wanted was to lie down on the cool floor, but I glanced up, trying to focus on the woman in front of me. She was old and painfully thin, with a straight nose and short black hair that looked as if she'd chopped it off with a carving knife. She glared at me and muttered, just loud enough for me to hear, 
Why is Jake wasting my time? He'll never hire her. Her unexpected meanness was like an electric shock, and it jerked me backward, jolting me into the moment. The effect was so immediate and so strong that the dizziness receded. It was like a miracle. I almost laughed. What was the worst thing that could happen? I'd faint, scream, make some kind of fool of myself? I straightened up, looked her in the eye, told her I'd need ginger, eggs, and oranges, and began ticking off the spices. She silently pointed to the refrigerator, the cupboard, the spice cabinet, staccato little jerks, as if she begrudged me every motion. The blood began to return to my head, and now I could feel the sweat drip down my face. I swiped at it with a paper towel when Maggie's back was turned. Then I opened the refrigerator and reached in, grateful for the rush of cold as I grabbed the eggs. The nausea was still...